Welcome to Side Hustle with Personality. I'm Kerry Ruff, and in this podcast, we help you understand, leverage, and capitalize on your untapped skills and interests, leading to more income and fulfillment. Now, during each episode, we interview successful business people, artists, and everyday folk who have, in unique and clever ways, taken their passions, and turned them into money-making enterprises. Hello, Side Hustle with Personality community. Today, I am thrilled to have someone with quite a track record in building side hustles. Someone who knows how to leverage their personality. His name is Mr. Bradley Rice. Bradley Rice, remember that name. Uh, He helps people start in the technology field with no degree, no tech experience, and helps them earn $70,000 a year positions in four to five months. That's really what I'm going to ask him about. Four or five months? Okay. So, hello, Bradley. <laughs> hello. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Hopefully, we can you know, dive in on some of these topics and, and drive some impact for your community. So, I'm excited to be here. So, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah, so currently uh, I own and operate a company called uh, Talent Stacker. And what we do is we help people break into entry-level tech jobs, uh, specifically as what are called Salesforce professionals. And as you know, we'll, we'll talk throughout this, you, you don't need a tech background, you don't need college degrees, you really don't need anything at all other than a willingness to learn something new and to put in some work. And it, it does take, you know, four or five months to get this done if you can put in 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, and it does take work and it does take focus, um, but there is a clear path to, you know, driving success. And that's what we do. So I was, I was in a position to, uh, fortunately, very fortunately, to retire when I was 31 years old. Uh, but I wasn't done working full time. I, I, I wasn't done, you know, working to some degree or driving some type of uh, impact. So I knew I wanted to do something, but what I didn't want to do is just work eight to five for a company and, you know, continue down that path. Um, so I decided to try something different and I, I sort of had what I call a, a survivor's, you know, guilt almost where I looked around at other people who are barely making ends meet, or they don't know what to do with their careers, or they're not sure how to get, you know, how do I find a remote job? How do I get into a tech job? And I'm over here in a position to retire at 31 years old. And it felt like I felt guilty. Like I felt like, wow, there's so many people that I could potentially help. And I wasn't sure if I could help them or not. Um, but I thought the least I can do is try. And I started a couple of different community groups on, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. And I just started giving, you know, free advice and guidance and taking phone calls and this and that. And, uh, over about a six month period, I helped over 50 people land jobs. And I thought, you know, there's some patterns here. I surveyed those people. I interviewed them. I talked to them about what drove success for them. And what we found is there was a very tight knit pattern to their success and that 80 to 90% of what they were doing was exactly the same. And that if we could create that in a, in a structured way for other people to learn from it, this could be, you know, a somewhat endless, you know, there's always an end to, to everything, but there's a limit, but we could create a very wanted to land Salesforce jobs. We could do that for them. So, so that's what we did. And, and that's what we're still doing today. How, how do you help people showcase their values? Because I've, I've done uh, quite a bit of research on you. Uh, showcase their values when they may know nothing about tech. I mean, what does that mean when you don't know nothing about tech? Uh, and how do you showcase their values? Yeah. So a, a lot of that's what happens over that four to five month period, right? You go, um, what, what I sort of consider it is, is for entry-level jobs, especially in the tech space, people think, well, if I'm going to work in the tech space, I have to be 
sort of this like tech genius or at least very, you know, uh, knowledgeable topics. And it's just not true. And what we found is with entry-level jobs, you need to focus about 30% on your technical acumen, like your ability to understand tech technical concepts. And it's about 70% other. And so obviously where you want to focus is in that 70%. So what's involved in that 70%? And the 30% is pretty easy. It's getting a Salesforce certification. And there are online courses, there's free training, there's all, I mean, there's endless training to go get a Salesforce certification. You got to get a 65 on a multiple choice test and you're certified. All right. So that's the technical side right. is a 65 on a multiple choice test. I'm not saying it's easy, but there's a clear path to, to passing that test and getting your certification. Now, what people don't understand is how much they already have, how much value they already have. And they think, well, I don't know anything. So um, it's August, my school for the first time. So I'm going to pick on teachers. And you would think, let's talk about a kindergarten teacher. Well, a kindergarten teacher has no business. Let's say, let's go as far as to say it's a kindergarten. This is an actual example. So kindergarten PE teacher, I know a guy, Brandon Van Gelder came through our program. This was his setup. And he's rolling out basketballs every morning, right? He's just trying to keep everybody in order and make sure everybody has fun, get some exercise and right. send them on their way to, to whatever their next class is. And you would say that person has no business in the technology industry. They're not going to break into an entry-level tech job. Well, let's think about the skills that Brandon has. And you would say, well, well, he doesn't have any skills right now unless he went to college for something or other. And like, no, well, he didn't. And he has a lot of skills. So let's talk about what those skills are. And you can take this, whatever you're doing today, I don't care if you're in high school, you're in college, or you're working on your third career now, because you've just been unhappy in every job you've done. And now you're on career number three. Now you're looking for number four. I don't care where you are. Um, you have experience and you have skills that are valuable. So let's go back to Brandon. And this is basically what it looks like. This is any teacher. When you're working in business, that's what the technology field is. And specifically Salesforce is a, um, I would say it's very cohesive between understanding and being able to use technology to make the business work better. So you're focused a lot on business processes. And that's how can we make the sales team have better qualified leads that they can call and actually convert and make sales? How can we make sure the marketing team's finding you know, more and more leads and nurturing them and making sure they're in good shape to give to the sales team to make that call and close that, close that deal. And then what about the support team who is supposed to be taking all these new customers and making sure they're having a good experience and, and enjoy the products that they've purchased? How do we make sure they all are better and able to do their jobs and be successful at their jobs? That's what a Salesforce professional does. So you're in meetings, uh, with other people at the company, maybe the head of marketing, the head of sales, the head of support, the head of finance, you're talking to all these different people and you're, you're listening to them about what they do and how they work. And then you're using your technical improve those processes, automate those processes, give them better reporting so that they can make faster decisions and see where their gaps are. And that's the 30% is the technical side, but the 70% is spent emailing people, um, being in a high intensity situation and being able to calm somebody down or just make them feel comfortable. It's being able to walk in to work at eight o'clock on Monday morning. And you thought you were going to work on one project, but now there's a whole new initiative. The company's switching to something totally different and they need you to switch gears and just put that project on hold and start working on this new project. That's a lot of the soft skills that are going to come in. And so when we think about a teacher, I'm going to get back to it. When we're thinking about a teacher, can you imagine how many times an elementary school teacher comes into work on Monday and things do not just go as planned? The kids don't just walk into the room and sit in their chairs and do what they're supposed to do and do their work and listen and keep quiet until the next class. That never happens. What they're going to do on Monday morning is they're going to have a bunch of really loud kids excited from an awesome weekend. And then they're going to have another handful of kids who did not have an exciting weekend because their home life is, is not great. And they're going to do some counseling. They're going to do some calming. They're going to try to do some schoolwork. And then they're probably going to have five emails from unhappy parents about something that happened last week. And then the school board, somebody from the school board or the school administration is going to tell them they need to be on bus duty today, even though they're supposed to be taking their kid to the dentist after school. And there's going to be so many things 
thrown their way. And so when you look at a teacher, you go, okay, how, how does that apply, Brad? Well, guess what? In the business world, you're going to walk into work. Things are going to not be the way they were supposed to be. You're going to have managers, employees, and maybe even, you know, third-party companies that you do business with that are upset about something, or they have a fire, or they need your help with something that you didn't expect them to need help with. There's going to be personal relationships where you need to counsel somebody because they're going through something, but you're still a person to them and you need to build a relationship with them, not just as a coworker, but as a person. And these are all the things you take into the business world. And that is what makes an exceptional business professional. And that's what makes an exceptional Salesforce professional. So what I try to tell people is never discount what you've done in life and what you've done in the past, because I promise you there's tremendous value if you can find it and you can showcase it. I'm pausing for a second because you're dropping out sometimes. Oh, okay. I don't know whether I'm dropping out or you're dropping out. I don't know whether it's our Wi-Fi or what. Okay. Um, but All right. it's not enough. It wasn't enough to uh, stop the interview. Uh, just yeah, I, words. I just did a speed test on my side, and it looks. I mean, it looks good. Um, See, you're a tech guy, so you would know. Are are, so, are you recording so, the? So are you going to use the video footage? Yes, I'm going to use the video. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, if we turned off video, that would probably save on bandwidth. Oh, oh, oh. Let's see. I could try to turn down my. So it could be, it could very well be on my side, couldn't it? <laughs> it, it? It could be. And you sometimes too, it still records clean. It just doesn't show clean. Oh, when we're talking. oh, oh. Okay. It still ends up okay on the recording. So you're a tech guy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have the, the, nothing ever goes smooth. That's just the way it is. You got to roll. <laughs> just in, the, in the tech world. Uh, no, never smooth. Uh, let, let me ask you this. What is Salesforce? Do you work with Salesforce? Salesforce is a company that, a huge company, um, that's been around for a little while. And uh, so, how are you related to Salesforce? How, how is Talent Stackers related? Yeah, so what, what we would call that is we are Salesforce adjacent. So we're not partnered with Salesforce. We're not part of their company. Um, there's no contracts between us and them um, other than they're aware that we're here. And obviously we're very aware <laughs> that they're here. Um, and being Salesforce adjacent means that we're reliant on the success of Salesforce for the success of our business in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. Salesforce came about in 1998. It was founded. Um, they, Mark Benioff created the company. And so when we talk about, you know, you know what it is, you, you take a company that was founded in 1998 uh, I believe it was by 2004, they were worth $2 billion. And by 2020, they were worth two. Uh, and they represent a $1 trillion industry. Um, when you think about their partners and vendors and you know everything in between. But when we talk about being Salesforce professionals, could you go work for Salesforce? It's, it's possible, but that's not really who you want to go work for. You're, you you, you want to go work for one of their, you know, 200,000 customers globally that use Salesforce and, and you're the professional yeah. on that team helping them uh, utilize Salesforce. So uh, do we, as, as a talent stacker, as a company, uh, we're only related to Salesforce in the sense that uh, we're working in the same ecosystem, but, but not in any other truly uh, formal, formal way. Yeah. Uh, very good. So, and so that means anybody who works with, you and talent stackers uh, can possibly, because of your uh, coaching, mm -hmm. they can get positions in the tech in in the tech world in the tech ecosystem. Correct? Yeah, that's right. So what we do is we take people from wherever they are today. I, again, I, I I'm not really concerned with where you are today because, in, in my opinion. 
what you're doing today and what you did yesterday uh, has very little to do with what you're capable of doing in the future. Um, it may impact it. It may influence it through your experiences, right. but you can do whatever you want to do tomorrow. Um, it's up to you to determine what that is you want to do and go after it. So we work with pretty much anyone and everyone. And what we do is we, we say, Hey, let us help you get that 30% tech training and get you that certification. We'll do instructor led training. Uh, we'll do classes. We'll get you into study groups to make sure you have accountability and we'll facilitate all that for you. And then once you're certified, we'll get you into a volunteer project. We'll get you some hands-on experience. You'll be led by a senior Salesforce consultant who knows how to lead you and knows how to guide you through this, um, but also challenge you and make you put in the work. We're gonna get your LinkedIn profile on point. You are gonna turn heads with your LinkedIn presence and your professional branding. Your resume is gonna look amazing, second to none. And when you interview, we are gonna put you through mock interviews and interview training so that you don't show up trying to figure out what to say. You show up with confidence and you know what you're going to say. Are you going to be nervous? Yeah, you're going to be nervous. Um, are you going to know what you need to say and how to run that interview? You sure are. Um, so that's what we do. We, we take all the gaps. You know, It's comprehensive. We take everything out of it. You don't have enough experience. No problem. We're going to get you on a project to make sure you get experience. Not sure about your resume or LinkedIn profile? We got it. You're not certified yet? We got you. We now, do it all. Do, do you have to be certified? Is that one of the, I think I've, I was doing research on you and I found that you were talking certification being at the top, not at the top, but close, having a certification. And uh, you said uh, in another interview that you don't need three certifications. You only need maybe one. Uh, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So a lot of people get confused because in the Salesforce space, there are uh, over 40 different certifications you can get now, but those are specialized. Those are a lot of those are over 40. So, but, but those are for people with five plus years experience that are now specializing into a very specific area of Salesforce. And they, they might want to get another certification to, to prove tangibly their knowledge in that area. And so what happened was a couple of years ago, um, there was a lot of misinformation. And if you've, you know, if you've been in our society at all, you know that there's, there has been a lot of misinformation spread on a variety of topics, and we're becoming more aware of that now. But there was a lot of misinformation because people didn't understand how to break into tech jobs. Uh, they thought, well, if I get one certification and nobody is hiring me, then the obvious thing to do is to now get two certifications. And if no one hires me, then I'll get three certifications. And there was even this sort of there is a couple of major influencers in our space saying you needed five certifications. If you got five certifications, you'd get a job and you'd get a job. No problem. And to me, when I looked at it, that that was bothersome because I, I, I like to talk to, to people like real people. I, I like to have conversations with our members. I'd like to get to know them. And what I know is when we help them get one certification, there are some people who really struggle to pass that multiple choice test and get that certification. And sometimes it can take them six months to get one certification. And we work with them and we push and we help them and we eventually get it done. But some people, that's, that's the barrier. And if you tell them they just got done with a six month trial and error and finally got a certification, you say, Hey, now you need five. You want me to get certifications for two and a half years in order to break in? Like, okay, I'm I'm no longer willing to do that. I don't want to do that. That's not interesting to me. Right. Um, so what we did is we said, no, 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 no. You got the first certification, and logically it seems like, well, I can't get a job with one. I should get two. That's not true because there's more to a career than certifications. And so what we found was people had one certification, but their LinkedIn profile was awful. They didn't engage well. They had poor interview skills. They had no ability to showcase their value. The resumes were three pages long and two and a half pages of it was information that no one cared to see. And they didn't understand what the employers wanted to see. They didn't understand how to showcase their value. And it turned out a lot of times you don't even need a certification at all. If you can prove to an employer yes. that you're serious about this career path and you're ready to get started and you're going to grow with the company and you have an aptitude to learn. Um, but one certification is that baseline that says, you know what, it doesn't mean I know a ton about Salesforce, to be honest, but what it does say is that I'm willing to put in the work. I'm going to get certified even before I get my first job. I'm yeah. serious about this very specific career path. 
and I'm ready to dive in and learn more about this. It shows a baseline you're interested. What, what, are, the, what are the three top things I, I say, okay, uh, I'm coming to uh, talent stackers. What are the th three top things that you would want me to walk away with? Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, it's, it's, it's hard to pick three. Um, but mm. I, but, but I'll jump in. I can tell you certifications is not going to make the cut because you can get certifications for $19 using, you know, other, you can get certifications for free using free resources. Um, <clears throat> you just got to put in the work. So to me, that's not the value that we bring as a company. You can get a certification on your own out there doing it yourself. Getting a job is a different story. Uh, so what do I bring to you? I'm going to bring, I think number one, the number one is going to be, I'm going to bring you into a community. I'm going to bring you into something bigger than you by yourself. You're no longer going to be working on breaking into a tech, tech career alone. And a lot of people feel alone and they don't feel supported. And I, I put a post up on LinkedIn the other day that while you're working hard, putting in 110%, say you're just busting it, you're getting certified, you're interviewing, you're applying for jobs, you're on LinkedIn and you're trying to build your brand and let people know who you are. And you just feel like you're giving it your all. Well, when you're not part of a program like Talent Stacker, that's it. You put in your 100% and you're doing it by yourself. Now, when you're in a program like Talent Stacker and you're giving it your all, we're giving it our all too. And our all is not 100%. Our all is a network of, we have over a thousand alumni out there already working for employers globally. We have relationships with hundreds of companies that hire, you know, 20, 30 people a year. And guess what? They come to us and they say, Hey, who do you got? Who's out there killing it? Who's out there putting in the work? Who can I talk to? And we have names and you're the only one saying I'm the best. I can do it. But when you're part of a program like talent stacker and you're part of that community, and you have support. And when the going gets tough and you don't feel like you can move forward, you make a post in our private group. And all of a sudden you're being uplifted by people who have done it or they're struggling right there with you. And now you're ready to take just one more step forward. And that one step forward might be the difference between you giving up and moving on. And that's, I think that's number one, what we're going to bring to you is that through the ups and downs, you've got people supporting you and through the heights of it, when you're negotiating, because you just got three job offers and you got to figure out which one to take and how to negotiate, we're still right there in your court, helping you make those decisions. So you're not alone anymore. I think that's the number one thing we bring. Number, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you go on to number two and number three, but when you say put into, in the work, you mentioned this a couple of times, you got to put in the work. What type of work would, yeah. or do you consider yeah, the type of work that you should be putting in? Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's all outlined for you, right? Like we, we tell you step-by-step, step, we actually outline week by week exactly what you need to be doing this week wow. and next week. Wow. And you'll know if you're behind. And if you're behind, it's okay because sometimes you get sick. Sometimes your kid has COVID. Sometimes life just doesn't go as planned. And so we're not, it's a lifetime membership because I got really sick of seeing boot camps that were like three months long. And then somebody gets COVID in the middle of a boot camp. And now it's, it's three months long, but you missed two weeks because you can't pull yourself out of bed. And now boot camp's over and that's it. There's no remediation. There's no join us later. It's just, Hey, the three months are up, have a good life. That doesn't work. Like that's not, and to me, it was community. And I've had people talk to me. Talents, the stackers keeps you for a period of time, as long as, what, as long as you want type of thing? That's pretty much it. It's really? even after you land a job, we're, we're not done with you. Like, because you might need mentoring in your new job. We want to be here for you. That, you know, those first three months can be challenging. We want to be here for you. Do you have, um, to, do you have to sign a contract or you just say, hey, you pay as you go type of thing, or is a big lump sum? So, so yep. Our program is a one-time fee. Now you can pay that. It's a, it's not a subscription. So it's, it's $2,200 as we're recording and it's, you can pay that up front. You can do it over six months. You can do it over 12 months, but let's say you pay up front $2,200. We work with you. We help you to get a job. Takes you the average five months, takes you five months. Right. You you know, 4.7 months, whatever it is, it takes you 4.7 months, you land your first job. 
you're thrilled, you're excited, we support you in that first job. And now you look up a year later and you want, you, you want something different. You're looking for a big raise. You want to move on to a more prestigious company. Right. We'll help you do that too. You have lifetime membership because we consider ourselves community first. And I've never heard of a real community where you have an expiration date. So when we said, we're going to be community first, we want people to feel like they're part of something that's bigger than themselves. We want them to feel like they're part of a real community that's there to help them and they can mentor that's other cool. people too. That's cool. And that's why we did. And so that's why I, no, no matter what, it's a lifetime membership because I can't, well, what am I supposed to do? Help somebody get a job. And then one day say like, thanks for participating. Thanks for all you've done for us and all we've done for you. Have a good one. So they, um, they, they, no. can, they can contact you, call back, contact you uh, a year after they have worked with you a year mm -hmm. later and you'll say, hey, hey yeah, okay, uh, how are you? What's going on? That's it. How can we we'll know? say, that's wow. it. We'll say, where, where are you at? What are your goals? Wow. Let's see what we can do to facilitate that. Very um, very, very again, good. you have to keep in mind that this business was created as a passion project retirement plan. This was not created to be a massive revenue generating situation. This was created because I felt guilty about having success and wanted others to see success. Yes. So su success is landing a job. Sure. But success to me is like, I want to take you through to retirement. I, I want to take you through a career and help you get where you need to be. And it's not me alone. Don't get me wrong. Like we have a, we have a staff of people and they're all alumni from this program. They've all been through this program. They've all landed jobs through this program. They've seen it. They felt it. They know what you're going through and we're all here to help. So it used to be me by myself out there, you know, helping every single person. And now I'm, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of people who are used to doing what I still do, but we can just balance the balance that responsibility a little bit more. Right. Well, what do you, what do you think is the key to landing a tech job? I know I had you go through one, two, three. I want to let you do one. <laughs> That's all right. But I'm, I'm jumping because I'm, I'm excited yeah. here. What, what do you think is, is the key? I mean, you retired at the age of 31. Uh, financial freedom and then you started you call what you do uh lifestyle you're a lifestyle designer what, what <laughs> is that what is that i'm asking you two questions here but yeah yeah that? i'll answer the first one quickly so what 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 is it what do i think is the core to breaking into a tech job and honestly probably any job um breaking into a tech job the core is going to be your LinkedIn, it's your professional branding, whether that's LinkedIn or a new platform tomorrow, it's your professional branding. What I mean by that is it's your public persona as a professional. I don't care what you do in your free time, but as your public professional brand, who are you? Letting people know what skills you have and why you're valuable. And you can showcase that in a number of ways. You might write posts three to four times a week. You might write an article once a week on a blog, you might create a three minute video talking about a project that you're working on. Uh, you might not even write a post. You might just go to someone else's post who's posting about what they did. And, oh, I just got this certification. Here are my top five tips. And you might just comment and say, man, I love your top two tips. Here's, here's five tips that I would add to those, those five. And you're building your brand off of other people and engaging and really networking in a meaningful way. That's how you're going to, that's how you're, it's a lot of, it's going to be that the second, I would say piece that you're intertwining into that is the personal, the professional brand is helping people be aware of you. They see you, they notice you, they hear from you, you talk to them. It's networking. Um, but it's actual tangible networking. It's not going to a conference and shaking hands and giving somebody your resume. It's you're online and you're living and you're breathing and you're doing, and you're part of a community. That's the networking. Um, the other thing is Helping give an employer confidence, especially entry level, helping give the employer confidence that you are going to grow with them and that you're excited to continue to grow. You're aware that you've put in a lot of work and that you've had some success, but that you're nowhere close to finished yet. And you're completely aware that you're nowhere close to finished yet. So I would say what we add to our resumes many times when we help members, and I haven't seen this anywhere else. 
we have a section instead of including education, because I don't care what your high school GPA was when I'm hiring you to be a Salesforce professional. Um, what I care about is your experience, probably your summary, telling me a little bit about yourself. It's your pitch, your experience. And then at the bottom, instead of education, a lot of times we include your personal career development plan. And what you're telling me, especially entry level, these are the three to six things that I'm going to do that I'm working on right now, that whether you hire me or not, mm -hmm. I am continually improving myself as a professional. And if you hire me, you get that. But if you hire somebody else, you might get somebody who just wants a job, they want a paycheck, and they want to sit in a chair. I, I, I loved how you just said it, it's, it's getting into not the mind of the employer. Not you, mm -hmm. but the employer. And oh, absolutely. That, that is key, it sounds like, for key. the talent stackers. That's the key. And when I asked about, you know, what do you mean when you say put the work in? Well, mm -hmm. just explained it. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the, 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 so my question comes up, you mentioned LinkedIn. Are there other platforms that you, um, uh, my whole thing of connecting is with using other platforms or is LinkedIn because it's business, a business platform or, or can it be TikTok or, or Instagram or, or the others? So I think luckily LinkedIn is really the primary, I would say, that's where you should be spending your time. So let's say you're someone who doesn't really enjoy social media. You don't want to really be on social media. LinkedIn is the only one you need to be on because that's where the serious recruiters and employers are hanging out when they're thinking about business. Now, if you love using Facebook, if you love using Twitter, if you love it on TikTok, there are sub communities inside of all of those. Now, I mentioned those because, you know, Reddit's also pretty popular. But the uh, whole point of Reddit okay. is that you're anonymous. And when okay, Bradley, let's stop for one second. Okay. Okay, Bradley, I want I want to make sure that I got that last answer, um, and because I I think that's vital for my community, uh, members of my community, uh, with that. I think it's so important that you focus on the talent stackers also focuses on what the employer wants specifically how to build that information that connection that branding as you stated earlier that branding to uh, the the tech uh, system the tech uh, the eco ecosystem. Am I yeah, right? That, yeah, it's it's exactly right, and 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 you can do that in a number of ways, right? And but but I will say, you know, link, LinkedIn is the primary platform you want to be on to do that, right? Um, so, so if you're one of these people who doesn't love social media and you don't want to be on all these other platforms, LinkedIn is the only place I would say you need to be. And so if you're questioning, do I really need to be on LinkedIn? You need to be on LinkedIn because you're going to miss out. Okay. Um, and what we see with our members is that entry-level Salesforce jobs, 30% of the jobs landed come from networking on LinkedIn in some way. They never applied for the job. Wow. The job posting was never there. It was through a connection that was made on LinkedIn where they were personally invited to come interview because of their professional brand. So if you're choosing not to be on LinkedIn, I can, I can guarantee you you are missing out on 30% of all jobs available. And even the other 70%, I can pretty well guarantee you that at least another 30, 40% of those, if you're not on LinkedIn, they're not going to see you. How, how you said four to five weeks, approximately you work with an individual. Well, in the beginning, four or five weeks, they can come back a year from now or whatever, but four or five weeks or four or five, I'm sorry, four or five months. Yes, four or five four months, or five yes. Months. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> four, four or five months, that's how long you, you work with an individual. 
and we're, we're constant. What, what we say is if you're, if you're still working, we're still working. Um, and so if it takes you, we've had members finish the program in less than a hundred days, right? I would say about 40% of our members finish jobs, uh, land jobs in less than a hundred days. So closer to that three month timeline, uh, typically those are individuals who join, who are already certified and they're, they're struggling to figure out what to do post-certification. Um, but we have people who come through, you know, I think our record is like 25 days. And that was someone who, you know, they needed some interview prep. They needed some LinkedIn okay. guidance. They needed to figure out how to, to, to cross the finish line. And that's, what's important. Crossing the finish line is all that matters. You can start the race and run as fast as you want to run, but if you never cross the finish line, there's no value. Um, now, so, so, so that's what we do. Some companies, uh, like yours, maybe uh, they take a percentage of what you make for mm -hmm. uh, a year or two or three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a business model that we were never interested in because what it is, is it's a join now, pay later um, process. It's a, you, and it sounds exciting to the candidate. It sounds exciting to the person who's joining because they're like, I don't have to pay anything until I land a job. And then they just take part of my. Right. Um, the thing about being a community first program is that it's extremely important that every member of this community be vested in this process. I don't want to put you on a study group with somebody who's not serious about studying. I don't want to put you on a volunteer project with somebody who's not serious about getting experience and doing well. So what happens is, and we've seen this, there are other programs. I won't, I won't call them by name, but there, there are other programs that do this join now pay later. And what would happen is if I did a join now pay later, I would have the same result. I would have a thousand people join today. And I would have a thousand people because it's free. It's free, right? They, they don't have to pay unless they're successful. So they joined today, thousand people. And I put them on study groups of four people. We have uh, 250 study groups starting today. You realize how many of those 250 study groups are gonna completely fall apart because those people get bored when they realize, once again, they have to put in the work. And they're like, oh man, I didn't wanna work. I just wanted like a free pass and I thought you were just gonna get me a job. Yeah. And now they're flaking out. And you have people who were really serious about getting a Salesforce job in those groups but all three of their, their fellow members drop out after a couple of weeks. And now we've given them a horrible experience, even though they were very serious about this. And so when you do join with no skin in the game, you end up with a bunch of people who act like there's no skin in the game and they don't perform. <laughs> when I, in your, cause I looked at uh, doing research on you, I looked into what you coach people with and on, and, and you mentioned it in the beginning, uh, interviewing. What is the key mm -hmm. to interviewing? Is it saying I live close by, I'm a hard worker? Uh, and the next thing I'm gonna ask you is about volunteering, but what's the key? Does does Talent Stackers uh, talk about the key and help an individual yeah. be good at interviewing? Yeah, the, the, the number one key is telling stories. Um, ah. a, a, a lot of people, uh, they prepare for interviews by saying, let's say the, the job title is Salesforce Administrator. And they'll go, man, I got to get ready for an interview. So what do they do? They go Google top Salesforce interview questions. And they read off a list of 20 interview questions and they try to memorize the answer to those questions. And let's say best case, best case scenario is you join the interview and they're, hey, how's it going? And uh, they ask you one of those 20 questions and that's the best case. And now you get to sound like a robot reading out of a textbook for 60 seconds while you answer the question that you study. Bradley, I'm, what so, I want you. I'm so, <laughs> so thrilled. Let me tell you, I'm so thrilled to hear you say that. Storytelling. Storytelling. I mean, I'm in, I'm in communication. That's, mm -hmm. you know, and storytelling is the key to connect emotionally with a right. person. So when you say, if you hadn't said that, 
Uh, I would have skipped to my next question, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it uh, that to me uh, really shows uh, the the core and the heart of uh, view and talent stackers. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that's that, that's it. It's, yeah. I I want you to interview. I want you to have a. I want you to have an informal conversation with a person who's getting ready to make a serious investing decision for their company. To join them, entry level. They're taking a shot on you, um, and so you got to be. They, they they're going to work with you forty hours a week. Yeah. Now, you could be the most technically advanced person in the world. But if you're not enjoyable to work with 40 hours a week, they don't want to schedule a meeting with you because that's not going to be fun for them. That they want to talk to somebody that they can enjoy having a conversation with. And so that's it. It's uh, telling stories, and you get those from you get those from your your volunteer projects and your hands-on experience. That's where you're creating those stories and those and, relationships, and, and that's and, what you want to tell people about. And, and and excuse me, you just said volunteer projects. You give mm -hmm. them a volunteer to volunteer. To work yeah, so a company or organization, and really? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we we make sure that they are uh, facilitated into groups of. Uh, we usually do three to five members. Um, you have to be certified. Uh, we obviously we help you get certified, uh, but we want to make sure you're certified. And again, uh, it's quality control. It's to make sure that the three to five people who start that project all have a baseline. Uh, ability and understanding of how to use the platform. Uh, we get them together. We have a project manager who is a senior Salesforce consultant at a consulting firm. Um, so they work for Talent Stacker as a side job. They have a full-time job as a Salesforce professional. Uh, they facilitate these projects on the side, um, bring you through those. You're going to gather requirements. You're going to build solution documents. You're going to implement awesome solutions. You're going to train the end users. And then you're going to uh, finish up that project, and you're going to have amazing stories to tell in your interviews because of that. Yeah. There, because uh, I know you only have about another ten minutes, and I know you've got to run. You've got another interview to do, <laughs> and more work to do. Uh, in in the tech field, do most people land jobs in the sales operation or the revenue operations of a company in the very beginning? In the very beginning, so in Salesforce specifically, you know, and well, I would say in the tech world, it's what we would sort of refer to as business enablement. So Salesforce as a platform is enabling the business from marketing to set, so finding great leads to making sure they're very well nurtured and warmed and qualified to talk to someone from sales so that we make sure that sales has a streamlined process of very hot leads that they can convert easily and make a sale with. Uh, then the support process of making sure that once you have a new customer, they feel supported and they're confident in their use of their product or service. And then all the way into finance and running monthly numbers at the end of the month for sales commissions and uh, recognizing revenue and all these different things. So you actually are helping enable the business all the way through from generating a lead to selling it, to supporting it, uh, to everything else that operates the back end of any business. It's everything from start to finish. So when you come in, typically you're working as a junior under a senior uh, who's already aware of the business processes and how everything works, and you're a junior under them, or you work for a consulting firm where once again, you're a junior consultant and you work on a team and they help get you like smaller, simpler tasks at first while you're doing some training and helping out on projects until you're comfortable going 100% on projects on your own. Okay, okay. What is the, what are the personal connections? I mean, communication. What is the personal connections do you need to make things happen in your field, in the tech field? What, what personal connections? What type of, uh, skills do you feel and especially who come to you mm -hmm. uh, what's what skills in communication or connecting with others mm -hmm. you told me one storytelling yeah so I, what, I, 
I, I think one is changing your mindset about the virtual world. And a lot of people struggle with this. Um, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it. Um, but what it is, is that in the world in general, we operate in a virtual uh, in virtual communities and virtual relationships um, most of the time now. Um, and you do this a lot, especially when you're networking or when you're working as a professional, you often don't see people. Typically you're working from home. I mean, out of our members, even entry level, 98% plus are remote jobs. So when you're, when you're thinking about that, a lot of people act in the same way. And I find it's not because you're remote. It's not because you're not seeing each other face to face and shaking hands and going to lunch together. It's because people don't treat each other the same way when it's a remote environment. They don't, they don't treat the person like they're a person. And this is what I tell people. I say, I always tell people every time I'm on an interview, I say, reach out to me on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, Bradley Rice. You'll find me big orange background. Send me a message. I'm going to reply to you. And the reason I'm going to reply to you is because you're a real person. Because if you walked up to me in a grocery store and you said, hey, Bradley Rice, uh, pleasure to meet you. I've got a question for you. I would never ignore you and walk away and not give you the time of day. That's horribly disrespectful. And that's not how we build relationships. And we shouldn't do that online. We shouldn't do that when someone private messages us and shows us the respect and says, hey, I've got a question for you. And then you just ignore them. It's a to me, it's a, it's wildly inappropriate, but to most people, it's the norm. And yeah. so I think if you can get in the mindset, this is a real person, treat them like a real person. They deserve your respect because they're a real person. What if, what if two, two things here, what if they are uh, very rude to you in person, which they most, yep. but if they're rude to you online or if you don't get the first job or first mm -hmm. position, I like to call them, and you feel oh, depressed, what do you do in those, those cases? And somebody gets back to you and says, you know, you're never going to make it. You're never going to whatever. I would say for, for me, I've had to deal with this a lot. Um, I figured. Because I'm in a, I'm in a I'm in a business of online programs, which can be pretty scammy. Like I'm, I, so I'm in this world of people who are trying to scam each other. And we're like the bright light sitting in the middle of this, you know, this sea of, of people just trying to screw each other over. So I get a lot. I've, I've, I used to get a lot of that before we had, um, you know, stories to speak for themselves. Um, but I would say patience, number one, uh, be patient, give yourself a breather, um, typically, if you're responding quickly, you're not saying what you really want to say. Right. Um, early on, I found myself writing a message and then deleting it uh, because I was uh, I was being, you know, just sort of I was just responsive. I, I was just responding to an emotion. And what I found is that if I just waited an hour and, and like you don't realize you're mad, but you're mad and you're feeling heated and you don't like it when someone disrespects you. Um, but I would say just be patient okay. and then be the bigger person. And just respond and say, you don't have to address whatever they said. You don't even have to address it. You can just say, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, thanks for, thanks for the time you've put in. And that's it. And just leave it alone. How, how about when you don't get that position that you wanted? And, and if they're cordial, if, the, if they're cordial and they say, no, thanks, you don't seem like a good fit. My strategy is to support them. And because when the good fit does come and they realize, whoa, I told that person no, and now I see them on LinkedIn helping share my post, helping me find people to fit the roles that I am working on, and then you support them, and it's what you've heard it a thousand times. You just haven't used it. Kill them with kindness, and when you can kill people with kindness and you show, all of a sudden they go, after you do that for a week, they're like, wow, I misread that person. There was more to that person. You know what? When that next opportunity comes up, I'm not even going to post the job. I'm going to reach out to them. Do you, uh, and you've been through it over the, how many years have you been in the tech, tech world? Yeah, so I personally have yeah. been in the tech world uh, since 2010. So that was coming into my first job. Um, so, you know, 12 years now I've been in the tech world, but I'll say I've been in 
you know, deep into tech and business processes and, and helping companies facilitate uh, their business, I'd say for about eight years. Um, and then for about four years of that, it's specifically been, uh, you know, more focused on helping individuals understand what they need to break in. And that's partially, you know, technical, partially soft skills, and partially it's counseling someone through a major change that's going through in their life. You, yeah. you, uh, I like Simon Sinek uh, saying, uh, what's your why? Why yeah. are you doing it? Uh, and I, I think you've said it a number of times, why, you know, why you do it. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, and we got it. Um, Bradley, thank you so very, very much uh, for uh, allowing me to interview you for Side Hustle with Personality. This has been fabulous. Thank you. And oh, absolutely. Where, where can we, uh, where can we um, uh, get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, number one, it's been my privilege. Um, all, all the thanks is to you. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to speak with your audience and to speak with you. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's the best way. You can just search Bradley Rice or uh, you'll see me, big orange background. Or you can go to linkedin.com forward slash n forward slash Brad Force and you will find me on LinkedIn. Uh, but you can't miss me. Just search Bradley Rice and you'll you'll find this, you know, professionally branded LinkedIn profile. Uh, so send me a message there. Or if you have questions specifically about Talent Stacker, um, I would say just head over to talentstacker.com forward slash free. And you can find all of our free resources there and shoot us an email uh, at ask at talentstacker.com and we'll help you out with whatever you need. Thank you so very, very much, Bradley Rice. Take good care. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Carrie. Keep that talent stackers moving. We Bye. will. We will. Bye-bye. Join us next time for another innovative conversation on Side Hustle with Personality, where we explore how you can develop something on the side and bring great value to others and yourself. And when you choose to improve your daily life and business, this is the place to hang out for new ideas and new strategies. This has been Side Hustle with Personality. Now you may contact us at kerryruff.com. That's K-E-R-R-Y-R-U-F-F, -F, as in Frank Frank. And remember, keep connecting your energy differently and adding true value to the world.